We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I'm your host, Jethro Jones, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. This episode is brought to you by John Cat Educational, a professional development publisher serving as the global leader in combining both research and practice in all materials. Find timely PD publications to support yourself and your faculty by visiting them online at us.johncatbookshop.com. Great instruction gets students engaged. TeachFX equips teachers with the instructional strategies and job-embedded feedback they need to get students engaged in virtual or in-person classes. Learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer at teachfx.com slash transformative principle. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I am excited today to have my good friend Nicole Coulter on the program. I'm going to give a little background about her. She became an instant mom when she married a single dad with three children aged five, six, and seven. And if that wasn't enough, over the next 12 years, she also built three different businesses without any prior knowledge of or training in those industries. These combined experiences taught her the value of creativity and self-direction. She is now on a mission to cultivate these experiences so that all people can thrive in these changing times. Her shift to education started with her role as a high school service learning coordinator while she was completing her Master of Science in Creativity and Change Leadership, and she now teaches management at a community college and facilitates workshops to reawaken inborn creativity. Nicole is currently co-creating an online learning community workshop that is called Create Your Own School with a team of other educators and teens. So, Nicole, welcome to Transformative Principal. Hi, Jethro. I'm excited to be here. So good to see I'm, you. I'm excited to have you here as well. Over the past several episodes, I have been bringing in different voices who are talking about doing education differently. 
because one of the challenges that we're facing with the coronavirus is that we're recognizing that school as it was is not possible and school as it is now is serving some kids very well and other kids are really struggling and there's everything in between. And to be honest, there always has been everything in between, but what we're recognizing now is that parents are feeling much more empowered to take control of their children's education in a way that they haven't before. And so that brings us to what you're creating, which is a create your own school community. But I think that that is a little bit of a misnomer because it's not necessarily creating your own school. It's about designing your own education, which may include creating your own school. So can you tell us a little bit first, uh, and we'll get into the community more, but tell us first about why you decided to create this community for people. Sure. Yeah. So for me, I've been studying creativity and self-directed education since 2015 officially. That's when I started my master's and on the way there, I was listening to Sir Ken Robinson's book, Creative Schools. And he mentioned the North Star model, which is a self-directed learning centers for teens. And so as soon as I arrived on campus, I was eager to kind of look this up. And so began my study of, as I said, creativity. And they always in that program will have you looking at how are you going to apply this? How are you going to be a change leader? In what domain will you do that? So for me, it was self-directed education. And so if you fast forward then to the beginning of the pandemic or right before that, I had been working with a local co-working space and we were talking about getting funding for me being the educator designing a youth entrepreneurship program inside that space in a small maker space. And I thought, oh, I'd set up a podcast to support. My original thought was me just recording different thoughts of mine so that our time together could be more hands-on and they could do that self-paced. And then I wound up inside of the Akimbo workshops. Seth Godin had created these and now There's a lot of them, but one of them is called the podcasting workshop. And so in the middle of the pandemic, when the world starts falling apart, I'm in this very supported community where we had moments where we were just acknowledging the current events and our own struggles, and it was safe to do that. But we also were able to kind of keep moving forward at a self-paced to work towards understanding podcasting and envisioning what we'd like to do with it. So for me, you know, in that community, I also met a then 16-year-old, now 17-year-old podcaster who was doing the podcast that I eventually envisioned I'd like to do, which is interviewing young entrepreneurs, inspiring other youth to embrace learning through podcasting. So now I've just sort of partnered up with him. His name is Sanat Zinkel and his podcast is the 21st Century Visionary Podcast. And I've partnered up with him to support him and his vision to create a podcasting network, a youth podcasting network and production company. So having experienced it, I'm a person who the entrepreneur in me says, if there's not one for you know, us, then make our own. And I was also getting, because of my background in sharing about self-directed education, mostly socially at this point, 
I was having a lot of parents reach out to me asking questions. That was over the summer with, what do I do? I don't want my kids to go back to this. So it just became a lot of one-on-one conversations. And it would be easier to kind of connect people, not just easier, but more effective peer-to-peer to create that ability to connect people is just something I really like to do for learning purposes. It's very important. Yeah. And, and it's really hard to learn in isolation and it's much easier to learn in groups and with other people. And so let's talk a little bit about what the community is about and what it looks like, because I feel that there is, there are people listening right now who are saying, I'm just not loving where we're at and I want to do something different and or better. And I don't know exactly what that looks like. So tell us what the purpose of the community is and what you um, hope people get out of being a part of it. Sure. Yeah. The purpose is for people to create their own. We tend to, the average person tends to buy into that there are people who just know better than them about things that, that that's just not true. So if you have children, then No one knows those children better than you. And you may not know all of the ways that traditional education has been done, but you have been the primary person who your children have been learning from because they do learn more inside your home by watching you, by who you are. And so if you can get intentional about that and get confident in the fact that you're completely capable and not just capable, but likely the best person to educate your children. Well, there's probably a lot of things that are getting in your way other than that. And one of the things that a creative problem-solving facilitator, which is what I am, one of the things we do really well is helping you facilitate your thinking through the whole creative process. So If you're coming in with a vision of this is what I want to do, or you're coming in just with the frustration of I know I don't want to keep doing this, any way you come in, our team can help us help you assess where you are. And then in the community, kind of throw you some questions, some ways to think about it, some resources but it's not us giving you answers because I just believe that people have the answers inside them. They just need someone to help them trust themselves and get out of their own way. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is exactly true. And in the last episode with Joe Allen Killian, we talked a lot about that from coaching teachers and helping support them through this time where they have all these things that could be blocking them and your job is not to to tell them here's the right answer your job is to help them come to that right answer on their own and there's definitely a difference between those two and what's so powerful about that nicole is that when you allow people to come to their answer on their own they're more convinced they're more sure of it and they're more confident that it's actually going to work than if you say this is what you need to do and uh, what we've been doing for so long is saying well, that person's an expert, let's do what they say. And the reality is, is that for decades, parents have not liked what the school is doing, but have felt powerless to do something about it. And now we're in a position where I think we need to take a different approach, where if you're a school principal listening to this right now, you need to recognize that your school may not be serving some kids and you need to adjust what you're doing 
to serve those kids so that you're meeting their needs. However, that also may not even be possible. So rather than turning them away and saying, we can't serve you, find a way to partner with them and support them in a way that says, look, we can't provide this service, but here's someplace else you could go and here's a way to get some more information and be open to what families are experiencing so that it's not just our way or the highway because we're really in this to serve kids and the more we can do that, the better it's gonna be for everybody. I hope you're enjoying this interview with Nicole Coulter. She has been a light in my life for the past several weeks and glad that I got to know her. Um, If you are listening to this right now, I am doing a special event on Friday and it's limited. There's only 15 people allowed. And I know that hundreds of you will listen to this podcast by Friday. Uh, We're going to talk about the key to unlocking growth in your staff. And I want to invite you to be part of that. As you attend it, you will get a free DISC personality profile, which is what we'll be talking about. So if you would like to join that, please go to jethrojones.com slash how to be. That's H-O-W-T-O-B-E. That's jethrojones.com slash how to be. Limited engagement. Did it with a with my mastermind members last week, and it was amazing. Um, this will not be recorded. I'm not going to share this out afterward. If you want to be there, go to jethrojones.com slash how to be. John Cat Educational supports high-quality teaching and learning by providing publications that are research-based, practical, and focused on the key topics proven essential in today's and tomorrow's schools. The latest John Cat publications include a book whose bold, transformative ideas amaze and infuriate people around the world, according to one reviewer, a title from Global Leaders in Curriculum Planning, Practice, and Retrieval, one book that says stop talking and start doing with regard to teacher well-being, and much more. These books, used by educators of all roles across North America and worldwide, amplify fresh, engaging voices with practical strategies to create transformative change. Learn more in our show notes at jethrojones.com slash podcast. During COVID, every teacher is a new teacher. That's why innovative school leaders are turning to TeachFX, whose professional learning platform doubles student engagement online or in person. To learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer, visit teachfx.com slash transformative principle. I created a new podcast with my friend Frederick Lane called Cybertraps. We are exploring the myriad risks and adverse consequences that can arise from the use and misuse of digital devices and electronic communication tools. Please subscribe to the Cybertraps podcast, and if you like it, please give us a rating. Here's an excerpt from an interview with Eric Stevens on the value of identity and being ethical in our work with underserved populations. If I approach my research with the intention of helping a group of people but I'm using the data that they themselves have created and have been replicated by their, their own personal identity, replicated over and over and over and over. My research is already flawed ethically. Some people, that's not a big thing. For me, it was problematic because I didn't want to feel like I was exploiting people, but I still wanted to help. What I ended up creating was I wanted to understand the prison system at the language level across time um, and across space in the United States. 
Um, basically, I wanted to understand if we send a person to prison, we're sending them to a correctional facility um, with correctional officers. And we give them handbooks to say, hey, this is what you should be doing. What I wanted to answer was at the language level with the technical documents that we hand to um, an inmate, what are we correcting them to? To what standard are we asking them to be at the language level? Check out more from this interview at cybertraps.com slash seven. So when somebody comes into the community, what is it that they learn and how do they learn those things? Sure. So it's structured in a, it's a social learning environment. So you have other people in there and you have guides, but you also have prompts. So a lot of it is just asking you questions, giving you time to dig deep and answer them to the best of your ability. Because one of the things that's you know, unfortunately, school has done is that we think there is one right answer. And if we don't feel confident in our answer, we feel like we should just hide. And this is not a place to hide. It's a place to kind of say, this is the best I have today. And, you know, then with colliding with other people and our guides and and the others, you can get some, I don't want to say redirection, but it's really because it really just comes down to a lot of really good questions, (laughs) coaching-like questions that'll get you to look at it another way. That's really the creativity language. Um, A lot of times it's just a matter of looking at it another way. And then you can look at your challenge again and or your decision again and make a new decision. There's also the intent that, you know, not that you have to write daily, but one of the things that we know is that if you spend every day knowing that you're looking for something new and different and you're in the moment, then you'll notice things that are new and different. One of the things that I don't want to have happen is that people just create, recreate school at home and they take the metrics that school has said are important and not second put those through their own rigorous decision making and say is all of that important or better yet you know what we do is more start you with what is important to you like what when you launch your children out into the world what do you really hope that they'll know and what is it that you didn't know that you wish you knew and going through that process just really helps people know that they are doing what is important to them instead of what everyone else is saying is important to them. It's important to them and it's important to their children. Yeah. And in the education space, we call that a profile of a graduate. What do we want our kids to look like and know and be able to do when they graduate? And we as parents need to ask that question as well. What's going to be important to us And it may be that we want them to, you know, get into a successful school and get a successful job and be able to provide for their families. But what does that actually mean? And are you going to be happy with your child accomplishing X, Y, or Z when that may not be what you think is quote unquote successful, but recognizing that truly what, what most people want is for their kids to be happy and successful in their own definition of success. Well, you need to help yourself understand what that looks like as well, because it's more than just 
getting a degree and going to a specific college. It's about choosing a life path and a career path that makes sense to you and doing something that is meaningful to you. And, and that's a really important part of it as well. Yeah. I mean, so for me, it's like trying to decide at this time what children are going to need. We've heard over and over that the jobs that they'll inhabit don't even exist today. And, you know, when I say creativity, when I went to study creativity, I mean, I literally had someone say, is that finger painting? There's such a misunderstanding about what creativity is. And so what I want to just emphasize is you are a problem solver. The origins of the study of creativity came out of survival studies on how did people shot down behind enemy lines actually survive. And it's like MacGyver-like stuff, finding another way to look at it, finding different uses. So we know that five-year-olds, they've done tests and five-year-olds are at their peak of creative genius. And then it just goes down from there because we make it where there's one right answer or there's one use for things. And and so I'm not sure if I'm answering the question because I went off on my creativity stuff because I, I, I just want to make sure I'm clear when I say creativity, it's creative, it's problem solving is mainly. And how do they, we need our kids to be able to do that. And I'm not saying you have to make that your number one. Every person has to make it their number one priority that their kids can solve problems. But it really is an extremely important skill that is not actually being cultivated in schools to a large extent, even though we say, so the portrait of a graduate, because I worked in a high school too, I'm familiar with the portrait of a graduate. And the point is a lot of the everyday activities do not filter up to where it's actually, is this, it becomes a lot of busy work or things we've always done and not saying that a kid who could be really um, frustrating you and you want to send them to ISS and all of those things, but really they are solving their problems. You just aren't in tune with their problems. Yeah. And this is a point where understanding what creativity is and that it's about solving problems. It's not about being artistic specifically, but it's about finding solutions to your own problems is really valuable because for a long time, I thought that I was not a creative person And that's because I wasn't artsy and that was how I defined creativity. And then I looked at what I was doing in schools and how I was reimagining what school could look like. And I was changing the paradigm of what that could be. And I realized that, yes, I am very creative because I solve a lot of problems and that's what I like to do. That's actually what I enjoy doing more than a lot of other things. And so like managing a school or running a school is not really exciting to me. Solving the problems that schools face is really exciting. And once I started looking at creativity in that lens, I realized, well, I am creative. (laughs) That is for sure. Mm -hmm. And I have to be creative to be successful in my job. But now as I am consulting schools and coaching principals and things like that, I'm finding that that creativity is coming out even more because I have to find a way to help people solve their problems as well. And it's changing the dynamic in a way that I find really, really fascinating because it's a different way of of looking at your life. And understanding something as simple as creativity and then expanding on that idea is is really important. So the community is create your own school and you get there at createyourownschool.com. What if somebody is interested in joining that, what do they need to bring with them? What do they need to do to be successful in there? 
openness. It's a high level creativity skill is to just be open to tolerate ambiguity, meaning uncertainty. It's very learning in general has this level of uncertainty about it. You're not sure, you know, that you're ever going to get it. You're not sure what it's going to look like. But those are things that we need to bring with us everywhere we go. So I'd say those are the two main things. I don't think it's as complex as people may think it is, but I want to emphasize just that this is designed to also spark people's creativity because it's infused with creative thinking tools and meant to awaken parents because, as I said, five-year-olds are 98% are at peak creative genius, 2% of adults we get but it's not that it's not there. We were born with that. We, when you said about yours is we, we make this, and I did the same thing. We make it seem like it's about artistic and it really is. The question is more like, in what ways are you creative? So some people are creative in an artistic or musical or dance, and that's what most people, but some are creative entrepreneurially or just solving problems in schools or Um, solving problems at home. I get so many parents who don't even give themselves as much credit for what they can do. So yeah, that's what you bring with you is your willingness to be open and to, to go through the process, trust the process, trust yourself and trust the process. Well, and you don't have to have all the answers either. And so having questions and more questions and answers is perfectly appropriate as well. In closing, Nicole, and after we're done, definitely go to createyourownschool.com and and check that out and see what is there. Um, Because I think it's a really great group for you to be involved in regardless of where you're at just yet. So what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative principal? It's a good question. And I knew that this is a question you asked, and I hadn't rethought really about it. So I will just go with support creativity <laughs> because it's sort of my theme. And I think that's the creativity of their teachers. It's their own creativity. It's the creativity of their students. It's putting it back into its, realizing its, its value and giving space for it, creating that safe space for it to flourish. Very good. I appreciate you being part of Transformative Principle, Nicole. Again, go to createyourownschool.com to learn more about that community, to give your two cents, to join in that, and to help you know bring other people along. And I want to tell you, principals, as you're listening, you can adjust your school to meet the needs of the people that are in front of you. It's very possible. It can be done. And just because we've always done things a certain way doesn't mean that we still have to do it. And so thank you again, Nicole, for being part of Transformative Principle today. Thank you, Jethro. Thank you to our valued partner, John Cat Educational. If you are a leader looking to make transformative change by providing yourself and your leaders and teachers with professional development that is research-based and rigorous, yet easy to digest and full of practical strategies, check out the latest publications from John Cat. Visit us.johncatbookshop.com to find information on bulk orders or learn much more in our show notes. You can also use the code TRANSFORMATIVE to save a bundle at us.johncatbookshop.com. School principals across the country are using TeachFX's virtual PD and job-embedded feedback to boost student engagement during COVID. 
With TeachFX, teachers get eight times more feedback and generate 144% more student engagement on average in a school year with no additional work for school leaders or teachers. To learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer, visit teachfx.com slash transformative principle. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE.